This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I've entitled this podcast, Politics and Persistence. Roy got arrested a few years ago in front of the White House. He was protesting with 250 others. He had a sign hanging around his neck. World War II vet, handle with care. They didn't handle him with care. Police handcuffed his hands behind his back, took him over to a paddy wagon. Roy was 87 years old and unsteady on his feet. He couldn't climb up the steps. The police pushed him roughly up and in. He laughs about it as he tells me the story and segues right into another protest he participated in up in Canada over logging practices about 20 years ago. This story reminded me of the time he spent walking the streets in Sarasota as a sandwich board. He was encouraging voters to support the Green Party. Roy is a Harvard grad with a PhD from the University of Chicago. He's now 92 years old. He's an inspiration. I met Roy during my failed attempt to enter the political arena. Roy was working for my opponent in the primaries, yet called to see if I would talk to him. After our conversation, Roy changed horses. He worked hard, and we became lasting friends. He shames me when it comes to being a politically astute citizen. Is that so important, to be politically astute? We all know the correct answer to that question. Our elementary teachers taught us that democracy demands an educated citizenry. We can ignore politics some of the time, but it's hard to do it in a presidential election year. More than a few dollars are spent to influence our choice. I live in a state that is not targeted for persuasion and have not seen one TV commercial nor have received any presidential fundraising letters. Two reasons for this may be that we don't watch television programs other than those we get via Netflix that have been scrubbed clean of commercials and that I never open what is called junk mail. I agree with my elementary teachers concerning the necessity of staying politically informed. Of course, television commercials and bulk mail advertisements have nothing to do with staying informed. They're nothing more than commercial attempts to sway. My information comes from books, magazines, New York Times, and friends. I hesitate to mention NPR because I think it has declined in reliability over the years. The CBC does continue to be helpful. It's hard to choose reliable sources. So many causes have created publicity agencies and entitled them think tanks. Most are nothing more than ad agencies. It requires some effort to sort through the maze. We even have coined a new term, fake news, that complicates the search. The thought, I just want to give up on the political scene, sometimes takes up residence in my mind. I rationalize. I've been working on political issues for 50 years, and that's just about enough. Let the new generation have their turn. Seems like there ought to be a few years of life when you should be able to kick back and let the world run on without me. Perhaps I'm just moving into a new zone in life's path. Roy Ingham, he never did that. 
Dick Smith, another friend, and an early or contributor to these podcasts, remained very political active until his death at age 89. He wrote politically oriented letters to the local paper each month. Since 9-11, he never missed. He also carried a sign in protest for whatever he thought needed it almost every Friday afternoon in front of the Federal Building. He read voraciously political and history books. He read the New York Times daily. He attended political party meetings. He also exemplified political involvement. He never weakened. Recently, the Supreme Court has unleashed unlimited corporate influence into our political process. The fortunes of these massive international businesses appear unlimited. Only a few people at the very top decide who should be on the receiving end. When I consider sending my $100 to a candidate, I pause and sometimes stop in light of the knowledge that my small contribution borders on absurdity. Free speech is supposed to be the issue in contributing money to a campaign. I can give the money to a candidate that I support, and he or she can use it to better present themselves to the voters. When I throw out $100 and someone else throws down a million dollars, my voice is definitely drowned out. We used to call it spitting into the wind when I was a kid. Oh, I know, when many people contribute along with millions of others, it counts up, and of course it does. But when corporations enter the game, the stakes are raised all round. Their sum total creates a voice with the power of a whirlwind. It is reasoning like this that makes my friends' efforts so impressive. They do not give up. They do not go fishing or take a hike. They continue their effort to become well-informed. They continue the effort to sway political elections and decisions. It's this attitude that impresses me. It's this hope that life will get better. This is Retirement Time. You can rate and or review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please do. It helps. If you have questions, comments, or stories to share, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.